Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, I'm your Captain Jenny. I'm the director of the London Bike Kitchen and chair of the Women of Colour Cycling Collective and author of How to Build a Bike. And today I'm joined by my stoker. Choo-choo! I'm Alex. I'm an ex-cycling industry goof, part-time cyclist, full-time video game community wrangler. Awesome. I'm on the the back ready to learn, Jenny. (laughs) Pedaling my little feet. Well, we're going to be talking about stopping today. Uh, to be more precise, we're talking about rim brakes. This is your maintenance mini-sode, everyone. So hashtag save the rim brake. Uh, I really feel for the rim brake because I have noticed over the years that people really don't care about their, like, tuning up their brakes and kissing their brakes yeah like <laughs> caressing their brakes. them like just giving, giving a shit about them basically yeah yeah um it's really poo-pooed they're like i don't need to learn about my rim brake i want to learn about you know disc brake bleeding and i'm like that's like the last thing you should be learning right now this is <laughs> so i i heard this phrase uh the other day um it's not elementary it's foundational Like, you need this in order to build more knowledge with. And it's so important because this is an elfin safety issue. Elfin safety. (laughs) Brakes are one of the most important parts of your bike. Yeah, and then, but people just ignore it until something goes wrong. And usually that going wrong is, could be life or death, right? The, yeah. the brake cable could snap. Um, your pad is so worn that the metal part of the pad is scraping your rim. So if, when you, if you're braking and you hear metal scraping, that's not what a brake is supposed to sound like. Yeah, I learned about when that can like rub and your rim of the wheel can like break. It'll explode. Ah! Yeah. That's scary. Or if the pad is rubbing on your tire when you brake so that's the other thing if the pad's not angled correctly and like every time you're braking you're actually rubbing away part of your tire so and then your tire explodes so these (laughs) this is really important stuff yeah really important 
um, people get like the shiny um, object is the disc brake. I think people are really dazzled by it. They think it's like fancy high tech or something when actually disc brakes have been around for decades, but uh they're the hot new thing yeah and <laughs> actually people. like most people i think have a bike with rim brakes um i know disc brakes are becoming more common now but um rim brakes are generally easy to care for and everyone should be doing these things that i'm going to be talking about today okay so how do i know how do i tell if i have a rim brake Okay, so rim brakes are the type of brake that will slow you down or stop you by um, pads pressing against the rim of the wheel. Um, disc brakes, obviously, you have a disc on the non-drive side of your bike, which is the left side, uh, the side that doesn't have the chain, and you have brake pads gripping a disc on the hub of your wheel. So that's not what a rim brake is. The rim brake is two pads gripping a giant disc because that giant disc is your rim, right? Yeah. Um, it is still a very efficient braking system, but it's very visible. So you can, you should be able to see if you have rim brakes, there will be two pads, one on either side of your rim, and they will, when you squeeze the lever that's on your handlebars, it will slow your wheel down and then stop it hmm. um and there's different types of rim brakes aren't there like yes how they pinch the rim but that's still a rim brake right yes exactly so the first rim brakes that came out were the traditional caliper brake it looks like a, a horseshoe shape or an upside down an upside down u but they yeah. don't call it that because that's actually a another type of BMX specific brake. Oh. Um, but if you see the two pads and then they are connected by what looks like a, an upside down U, then that's likely to be a caliper brake. Um, there's also the cantilever brake, which is fun because it looks like frog legs sticking out <laughs> from your frame. Um, and they are mounted to the fork legs uh, the or the seat stays so they um, on either side whereas the caliper brake is mounted to the fork crown kind of at the very top of your fork whereas the cantilever brake is mounted on one is on either side of the rim uh, and they look like arms akimbo sticking out <laughs> um, and then uh, v-brakes which are also, two brake arms mounted on either side of the fork, but these these arms go straight up and down. So it was like, it's like if you're giving the touchdown signal in American football, which I realize many of our listeners do not watch I American have no idea football. what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making the T sign with my hands, like time no, out. No, no, it's not time out. It's okay, just it's your not time out. arms are straight up. Just stick your arms up. In the it's air. A, yeah, in the air. Okay, my hands are uh, in the air. Now what? <laughs> I'm thinking like, what's that? What's one of the yoga poses? Ooh. Warrior one, okay, where your arms are straight up and down. I think. <laughs> yeah. <Do> cantilever. <laughs> cantilever is arms on your hips. Yeah. Arms akimbo, and then 
V breaks. I don't... Again, you're not really making a V. This isn't the village people V. It's okay. more like straight up and down. Okay. Um, and <laughs> these are uh, from... They were made by Shimano in response to uh, the mountain biking craze. and Because um, cantilever brakes were being used on the very first mountain bikes. But because they were... Um, center pull which means the cable the brake cable is coming straight down the middle uh you were getting a lot of like stuff building up um in there same with the caliper brake there's a lot of mud and crap Uh, that can build up because of that shape and so um and also cantilever brakes are a pain to set up but they work really well yeah i'm aware like are they kind of desirable on like vintage retro bikes but they're actually kind of a pain um yeah i think certain people are cantilever brake people and they really love them um because they are a very good brake they're very efficient with their like how much cable is being pulled so the the v brake from shimano which fun fact is a brand name because the official name is linear pull cantilever brake um so so it's, it's a type of cantilever brake That'll be on a pub quiz someday. Um, <laughs> on the bike pub but, quiz. But yeah, so the V-brake was invented in response to the mountain biking craze where people really, they needed much more powerful brakes and they didn't want stuff to pile up and build up uh, in that the area above the tire where the brake cable is. Yeah. So that's a little bit of, of history there. Um <laughs> and uh, but they all use cables i was gonna say so how does it work so i know the rim the is that i know it's touching the rim and it's stopping the rim stopping the wheel but i don't get how does it work how do rim brakes work so with the exception of um so there's rod brakes which are on really old bikes uh, Uh and hydraulic rim brakes which use a hydraulic fluid as the thing that kind of pushes, compresses, and moves like your brake pads, like a what? Like a spider's leg. Do you know spiders don't have bones? They have liquid inside. Ew! Really? Yeah, that's why they're super gross. I, <gasps> I love it. Oh my god. Okay. So it's like a hydraulic spider leg. <laughs> yeah, compressing and and expanding. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry oh my god! I love it. Spiders. <laughs> I think spiders are beneficial and I do not kill them. So good. They creep me. The small ones are fine. I think they're cute, but the big ones, I'm just like, I don't like them. them. (laughs) So imagine a giant spider leg extending from your brake lever to your brake caliper. Hey, it's your idea. I'll tell you what I I do want to see. I want to see an illustration of a spider as a bike mechanic. Actually, a spider-truing a wheel, that would be really cool. Oh, that'd be so cute. We should add that to our London bike kitten family. Yes. Of characters. You need that. You need them in the the shop. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So cute. Um, I'm going to steal that. (laughs) Good. Um, Anyway, so how do the rim brakes work? Um, They pretty much all will be uh, cable actuated. So um, there is... A cable that's connected from where your handlebars are you've got a lever there that you have to pull right Mm -hmm. and that when you pull that lever it's actually pulling a cable 
uh, and that cable then pulls whatever it's connected to, which is supposed to be your rim brake arm. Yeah. Um, and it's the cable is not naked. Like sometimes you will see naked cable uh, <gasps> routing you around have to pay your extra bike. For that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, glimpses, <laughs> little glimpses. Yeah, the little like ankle show. <laughs> But most of the time, your rim brake cable is covered. It is clothed in a sheath. Yeah. Uh, it's called um, cable housing. Yeah, or houses cable... for cables. Yeah, yeah houses for cables. <laughs> uh, cable housing or cable outer, because sometimes the inner cable is just called inner. So you can say, I need an in, I need an innie and an outie. Like, I need an yeah. inner and outer cable <laughs> to make your rim brake work. And that the housing isn't just there to like um, hide the cable's shame. It's actually making the rim break do its job. Like you have to have it there. Um, yeah, because it's I like remember, holding. Did you say once when you change the cable, you need to change the housing as well. You don't okay. necessarily have to, but, but it's it a good idea because, yeah. and that's because of corrosion, right? Um, so. If we live in a moist country and if any liquid gets into the cable housing, it's going to mm. speed up the corrosion process of the cable, but also of the housing and corrosion will increase friction. So that makes your brakes less efficient. Like the cable doesn't move nice and smoothly yeah. um, when you're pulling it. Um, so that that is... A consumable. So the cable, I'm I'm sorry to say, is not going to last forever. Uh, yes, you will have I, to replace it at some point. I have learnt the hard way, sadly. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and I was on the canal on my <gasps> fixie, and that only had one front brake. Yeah. And the brake had been, over time, like, getting less effective. But I, I hadn't really clocked it. You know, and you're just like, oh, I just have to pull harder, and then it snapped. <laughs> Ooh luckily there wasn't really anybody around and i managed to just like stop but yeah yeah and that was first time i feel really silly yeah i was like i didn't i didn't know that could even happen yeah no absolutely (laughs) that is learn from yes our mistakes my mistake (laughs) you need to get them changed you need to look into them my brake cables have snapped as well um Mm. And actually, in my defense, not because the cable was uh, corroding, but actually it was my lever that was doing it. Ah. So I had these really old-fashioned brake levers. And the place that held the the head of the cable, so there's this little ball end on the end of the cable. And that point that was holding it was actually really sharp. Oh, and it was wearing it away. It took this cable snapping three times before I was like, Oh, maybe I should change my brake levers. <laughs> yeah, that's a tricky one. I would probably do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's so it's you... a it's a puzzle. You have to figure out like why yes. did my break my cable break? Yes. So you said it was a consumable. So Jenny, what's a consumable? Consum- I don't eat brake cables <laughs> for breakfast. <laughs> you do don't, but Not like yet. molecules in the air do. <laughs> uh. They munch away. Um, You get corrosion on brake cables. And so it is being consumed. Uh, Same with brake housing. That's a consumable. 
and ideally you should replace both at the same time. You can get nice like Teflon coated cables now and Teflon is terrible for the environment but the cables last a lot longer so you kind of weigh the benefits and the yeah um mm. I'm not going to tell you which is I mean ideally go with a stainless steel cable not a galvanized steel cable because a stainless steel cable is uh treated so that it will resist rust and corrosion better but not perfectly yeah so just letting you know i would go with the stainless steel cable um okay. consumables anyways going back to that uh term is anything that gets consumed anything that wears down anything that needs to be replaced and our bike is full of them. They're just I was covered say, oh, God, in consumables. What, what isn't a consumable on the bike? Exactly. The <laughs> it's basically just, just the, the frame and fork. You can <laughs> everything it. else wears down at different rates, though. Because if everything got consumed at the same rate, your bike would die. It would like explode at the same time. Mm. Like everything would just die at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a Warner Brothers cartoon, like. Yeah, yeah, I can see it while he comes in a little, like, <laughs> bike and it just blows up. Yeah, so different consumables have different rates of wear and they are done that way on purpose, right? So brake pads are consumables because they are soft and rubbery and they squish against your rim. And every time it squishes against the rim, the pad wears off, like it disappears. Again, and I remember when I learned that and you're like, what? What? <laughs> Tell us, tell us what you learned, Alex. Oh, the worst. I learned there's the little lines and you can look at your brake and if you can't see the lines anymore, yeah, it's worn down too far. Yeah. And so it, but, it has signs to help you work out. Exactly. So most, yeah. most brake pads are going to have a wear line and or the, what I like to call teeth or grooves where yeah. you'll see uh, it's got like ridges um but if your brake pad is perfectly flat it's a good chance that it's completely worn and you need to change it yeah. so check your brake pads today that's your homework everybody stop what you're doing go yeah. check your brake pads yeah. please <laughs> um and the other thing that's a consumable is actually your rim you know uh, yes it's hard to believe i know but your rims are part of the braking system and, and, and sorry, this is for rim brakes. Um, rims are consumable in general, but uh, they're definitely consumable in your braking system with regards to rim brakes. Uh, and these days, rims, rims are made of cheese. And <laughs> so, yeah, expect to change your wheels every couple years. It's mm. awful. It's really, it really pisses me off. And it's another reason why I really love um, new old stock rims because they will probably outlive me. Like I have um, vintage Wolber rims on one of my, my pub bikes and they're gorgeous. They're out, like, like nowhere whatsoever. And I'm just like, why did the industry decide, oh, we got to we got to get our money's worth and make these rims wear we, down and, we and they just these people cheese. buy yeah it's really bad but yeah. do rims also have a wear line similar to the some do pad? so okay. if you have a look at your rims in the center of the rim you might see like a black wear line and the idea is that like 
if you don't see that anymore, it's time for a new rim. But I've actually found that to be unreliable and I've seen like super concave rims. So the way we check rim wear is we feel both sides and you kind of run your fingers up and down um, the rim and check for concavity. How curved is that rim like going in? And if it is very curved, then it's new wheel time. So the rim should be like straight up and down, uh, nowhere whatsoever. Okay. But that's, again, that's not going to happen with with the bikes these days, which is another reason why disc brakes win in this category, because um, disc brakes don't break on the rim. They break on the disc. So you'll likely be replacing the rim, uh, sorry, the disc, uh, and your rim will be fine, or it will have other problems, but, you know, you don't have to worry about that right now. <laughs> Tell you about those when we do our disc brake class. Yes. <laughs> so, shall we talk about how I take care of my rim brakes? Yes, that is a great question. Um, so, the easiest and simplest way to take care of your rim brakes, actually, number one is to um, ride slower. <laughs> what? That's my kind of rule, actually. Yeah, so everybody people, just goes slower. Like. People ride crazy. They're like hell for leather. I gotta go yeah. as fast as possible, get to my destination as quick as possible. And what you end up doing, especially this is like city riding, because you've got stoplights and stop signs, you're just like constant stop, go, stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. And you end up, you know, the more you have to break, the more of the pad is going to disappear. And the more of your rim is going to disappear. So if you want to, like, get your rim brakes to last longer, get your wheels to last longer, ride slower. It's as simple as that. I was going to say, don't brake. I mean, don't go break. slower. <laughs> <laughs> Usually a shoe. That'll I mean, you, do. Could, you could do that too, but we'll see how that works out for you. Mm, yeah, I think that might wear down too. Yeah. Um, so the next step up, and again, that's like my lazy maintenance like you don't have to do anything just ride slower and your brakes will last longer I can see right you tapping your head like if you just go slow yeah <laughs> plus you're gonna be like way more relaxed and it's better for your gears as well it's better for your chain health Amazing. your chain's not gonna wear down as much either so again slow riding it's it solves everything slow and steady doesn't win the race wins it does the win the race. race it wins the maintenance race <laughs> yeah <laughs> So uh, the next step up of how to take care of your rim brakes is to clean them. Um, the easiest, laziest way to do this is take a damp rag, like an old t-shirt, an old sock, and then just wipe your rims down. That's all you have to do. Because what you're trying to do is get that brake dust, road dust, whatever's built up on your rim, dirt, off. Because that is like an abrasive substance where every time you squeeze your brake levers and your pads hit your rim, that's like using the grit to grind down your rims. Yeah, like a makeshift kind of sandpaper glue. Yeah. But do, do I use just water? Do I yeah. use anything else? No, just water is fine. Warm oh. water is kind of nicer to, to work with. Um, the next level 
is using rubbing alcohol to do this. And what rubbing alcohol will do is actually remove any oils that are on the rim. Um, because, you know, we if you're riding in the city, uh, people don't take care of their cars. You get like oil leaks on the road. And if it rains, then that oil comes up to the surface and it gets on your bike when you ride through it. So you, the oil on a rim, an oil in a braking system is very bad. Very bad. You're going to get squeaking or like um, worse yet, your brake just doesn't work very well because yeah, it's, it's so slippery. So rubbing alcohol is a really great, cheap way to clean. And I highly recommend everyone adding a bottle to your, to your cleaning kit. Yep, I need to do that. Yeah. Um, and the next step up is you're getting way more involved where you're, you just change the pads regularly. So check your pads. Um, and this is part of like maybe doing a monthly M check um, and then changing your cables. And I mentioned you can oil your cables and this is before you install them, um, wipe your cable down with a clean rag and some chain oil. And what this oil is going to do is help just slow down the corrosion process because nice oil, oil and water don't mix. And yep. oil will repel any water that gets in um, contact with the cable housing. Um, so that's another way you can help things last a bit longer. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah. Um, I talk about these things um, in my book, How to Build a Bike. Like, it's not just about that. It's There's, like, maintenance tips in there as well. So get a copy. Oh, where can I buy your book, Jenny? Oh, well, it's Put available. Below. It's available at all good bookstores, and you can buy signed copies from the LBK website. Yes. I've ordered 10. <laughs> <laughs> so... I have a question. How often do you change the cables or does that totally depend? Um, so that's, it totally depends. Again, if you're taking care of your cables, you probably don't need to change them for a really long time, like a couple of years. Um, if you live in a, a salty, salt air area, like near a large body of, of salt water, um, you might have to change your cables like at least every year. I remember visiting um, the 
the small town of Clonakilty in Ireland. Um, mm. And they had put, by mistake, through no fault of their own, but they had put galvanized steel cables on their rental bikes that were for oh, the community. Oh, and God. they had rusted <laughs> within a month. Whoa. Like, it was bad. And I was like, ooh, in that case, maybe um, either the Teflon cables or coating the cables with Vaseline or something. Wow. Like, really thick and protective. Um, so it really depends on where you ride, um, how often you ride, what under what conditions you ride. If you just give your cables a squeeze, you'll probably notice that your front brake feels a lot more responsive than your back brake. And that's because the front brake cable is a lot shorter than the rear brake cable. And the rear brake cable has more to go wrong, right? There's more friction that can be introduced in that system. So it's totally normal for your front brake to feel more responsive than your rear brake. And in whichever country you live in, like your front brake in this country is your right lever. I'm trying to remember... My, my, uh, yeah. yeah, front is right. Yes, front is right. right. Front is right. Rear is left. Back is left. Yes. And that is because uh, you want your weaker brake, which is your rear brake. Remember, your rear brake isn't as responsive as your front brake. You want your rear brake, less responsive brake in your hand while you indicate to cross traffic. Ah, so in this country, we are riding on the left side of the road which means yep. we cross traffic and we indicate with our right hand so our left hand has to be on the bar and that's your weaker brake that's your rear brake on the continent it would be swapped mm. so um but that. that's a fun break fun fact <laughs> and also top tip another thing to help your brakes last longer is break with both of them don't break with one or yeah it just mm, every time you're breaking of, i do a bit of back first and then a bit of front yeah you can do that so as long just as at the same time yeah and don't pull really hard either because like a no, front gently. brake can be really powerful and you can yeah. pitch yourself over the bars so uh use both brakes that way you're again you're spreading the load ah, i'm gonna do that yeah good little brake yeah. tip <laughs> <laughs> brake tips brake tips <laughs> Let's do, now we're going to do some troubleshooting. Yeah, when, when breaks go wrong. When breaks go wrong. So, my breaks are squishy and spongy when I break. Yeah, what this is mean. This is really common. And unfortunately, you only ever notice it when you get your brakes serviced. And then you get your bike back and you're, you feel your brakes and how springy and responsive they are. So, again, over time, you get this corrosion, and that slows down the movement of the cable in the cable housing, and that results in spongy breaking. Like, your bra it feels like you're squeezing a sponge. Like, it's soft. Yeah, and it's not, like, quick. Yeah, it doesn't right? feel, yeah. like, responsive. It, it yeah. just feels, like, sludgy. Um, you might not get a much of a return from the brake lever no. uh equally the problem could be the the brake caliper itself that could have issues like the spring might be broken or just worn um you can get uh 
Trying to think other things that might cause squishy or spongy braking. I've had it where my previous bike had a little catch so that you could undo the brake. Uh-huh. And sometimes when I left it at Lip Mum, people would undo the brake. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I hated it. I'd what? always have to check. Like, is the brake on? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, and that's why, you know, before you get on your bike, always do your ABCs. Like, air, brakes, chain. Do you have air always in your tires? Check. Always check. Squeeze your brake levers and is your chain on? Like, check those three because you don't want to hop on your bike and then discover your brake's not connected. Yes, I had that once Ooh. where I was like, oh, someone's oh, someone's undone it. Oh, that's yeah, spicy. Thanks. That's terrible. Yeah, that's really bad. Yeah. So, yeah, and the other thing is, like, yeah, that quick release. If that quick release is off, you're going to get really unresponsive braking. Yep. So yep. that's the caliper brake and um, that, uh, again, the upside down U shaped road brake will often but not always um, have a what's known as a quick release lever um, and it's usually on the side with the where the cable is and it the reason why it's there is because if you get if you have to take the wheel out it opens up slightly like a couple millimeters so that you can get the wheel out and the tire's not stuck in between the yeah like when you have to kind of brake. like shimmy it past yeah, so that's uh, something to keep okay. an eye on. So the next problem is I have squeaky, squeaky brakes. Yeah. So we all this... know, we've all heard them, right? I hate it when you hear someone coming down the road you're like, fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this is often found on disc brakes, but again, we're not talking about disc brakes today. We're talking about rim brakes. And so for rim brakes, this is usually found on cantilever or v-brakes um, and part of that is because they are very powerful brakes and the um, brake pad is quite big as well so there's like more to go wrong but usually mm. there's a couple reasons why you'll get the squealing um, and it the squealing comes from friction or lack of it right so two really slick surfaces making contact with each other will often result in a squealing noise um, so the first thing you want to do is clean your rims. And the second thing you want to do is clean your pads. So again, using rubbing alcohol is great here because if there's any oil uh, remnants in there, that could contribute to squealing. Um, then you want to use some sandpaper because roughing up your rim is a good idea. Roughing up your brake pad is a good idea because you're increasing the surface area and you're making the surface uneven, which means it will grip better and reduce any squeaking or squealing i've done this with shoes before as well actually yeah oh my god it's the same thing like when you've yeah. got shoes that are completely slick on the bottom like smooth yes yeah, like why shoes. do they do that <laughs> it's a nightmare why god it's happened um, to my shoes like they've turned that way so uh, similar. okay so check you your shoes check your brakes <laughs> Uh, and then the other thing that you can do for squealing brakes is something called towing in. Um, and this means that you usually the brake pads are going to be flush with the rim, meaning they are just parallel with the rim. But towing in means the front part of the brake is a little bit pointed inwards, like half a millimeter. We're talking about a very small amount um, so that it's angled and the brake pad doesn't hit the rim all at the same time. 
So it's, it's like, like tip, it's like your brakes tiptoeing. Yeah, exactly. It's just gently front hits first, and then the back follows. Heel toe, like when you're wearing heels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just gonna correlate it all to shoes because that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, in this case, it's toe heel. So yes, exactly. I'm, this is just bringing back flashbacks of tap class. <laughs> Did you ever do tap? I did do tap. Oh my I god! I did do tap. I I think Kick I did like one change. or two. <laughs> I did like one or two lessons, and I was like, "Hey, it's so noisy." <laughs> I loved it. God, oh I did god. like ten years of tap. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Ten years. Yeah. God. But you know, my, I started when I was like five. So okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. But anyways, that's that's how you deal with uh, squealing brakes. Mm. If it can, if it's still hanging in there, I would say change your brake pads. It might you might just need new pads. Maybe just new pads. Yeah, yeah. Just maybe new pads. Yeah, maintenance is a process of elimination. You are just trying to get rid of step by step the easiest thing that you can solve, and then move yeah. on to the next thing. If that doesn't work, go on to the next thing. Yes. I'm into it. Okay, the final thing wrong with my brake is there's a metal sound. Yeah, this is I not break. this is not cool. Like it is not um, metal. No, it's I mean not heavy metal music playing when you break. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's um this one makes me like cringe because Ooh. that means that probably the brake pad is completely worn down. Oh. And the metal post that's inside is now exposed. And if you hear that scraping noise when you brake, that's the brake pad post, the metal bit, scraping against your rim. Which is really bad. Oh, really friends, bad. Please that sorted out. Please. Yeah, and like <laughs> replacing a wheel is so expensive. Like replacing brake pads is so cheap. Like pads are like five, six pounds a pair. Maybe a bit more now because of Brexit. Um, I'm a bit out of touch, I think. With, like <laughs> road, know, okay, road brake pads. Road brake pads are a fiver in our workshop. Okay. And then V brake pads, I think, are seven or eight pounds. It just also depends on if you get the kind of pad that has a replaceable shoe or if you're replacing the entire pad. Yeah, I am aware of that. You could either have to replace the whole thing or the pad. Yeah, depends. and environmentally speaking, I think the... The type where you just replace the shoe and the sh- like, the case it remains where it is, is a better way of changing your pads than yeah. having to replace the entire thing. Mm. Um, so yeah, metal sounds where you're breaking is very bad. Get that checked out, like, ASAP. Yes. But Jenny, I have something else wrong. <laughs> where can I get help? Who can help me? Well, it's funny that you ask. Um, I've actually introduced a new online maintenance program um, where I'm like a coach and I'm guiding my students through bike maintenance. Every week we do fix-alongs because over the past year, in response to coronavirus, um, we were doing online classes. And the way I taught them was is it was very much like um, a seminar where I was trying to compete with YouTube videos and doing these live classes where I had to be I had to have everything ready and I had a script 
and I couldn't see any of my students. My mm. students could see me, but um, they couldn't ask me questions uh, by vocalizing. They had to type it into the chat, and I found it to be really exhausting. And the but the kicker was when I did a survey, I asked people, "What have you done with this knowledge?" and majority of people were like I haven't done anything and I'm like well this isn't working (laughs) yeah that isn't what we want (laughs) that's not what I want I want people to do stuff and I thought how can I introduce um, some more accountability or motivation here and I thought about like people doing these uh live yoga classes or what, or or gym classes, or even like um, group coaching sessions where yeah, and like group craft, it kind of reminds yeah. me of yeah, and it just it adds a bit of socializing plus motivation to come together with a group of about ten people. I've capped it at, and people are we're all cleaning our bikes together. Like we're all doing an M check together. We're all doing. We did a sushi rolling class last week. (laughs) So cool. I love that. (laughs) And it was really fun. And it was people's first time rolling sushi. And yeah, and sushi, by the way, is a great cycling snack. So. Oh, good shout. Yeah, yeah. In its uncut form, right? If you just roll it. Yeah, if you just have one really big long tube, you can just eat it. Like, um, just like. That's how I like to eat cucumber, to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it it is very much like that. Yeah. So this is totally new, this idea of the fix-along. I've capped it at 10 students per session. So far I've had, I've got eight students signed up. So I have two spots left. And when is it, It's on Thursdays from 7 (gasps) to 8 p.m. Amazing. And if you can't make that time, but you are interested, I'm going to be posting a survey because I've had a lot of people say, I like this idea. I can't make it on Thursday. And so don't know when I should do the next one. It could be Tuesday evening. It could be Saturday morning. It could be Friday afternoon. So I want people to vote on when they're available, when they want to join. um, And we'll start this group fixing together so let's fix the one that's pertinent to this session this podcast that we're doing right now is i'm actually doing a um, brake pad cleaning slash replacing class and what we're going to be doing is taking apart taking our brake pads off of our our bike and it can be disc or rim and we're going to look at our brake pads and see what condition they're in and clean them and rough them up with with the sandpaper if they need to be or replace them with entirely new brake pads and i'm there to guide people through the process and like force people to do it right (laughs) because it's really easy to put it off i'll do it tomorrow i'll I'll wait until i've got a round to it i'll wait until i've got a square to it just do it yeah (laughs) well sign up to journey's fix along and do it together yeah, and it's um, we've got class every week. It's thirty nine pounds a month, and you can start any time. Like it's not uh, like the knowledge isn't scaffolding, so it doesn't build. You have to have attended the first class to attend the second class, that sort of yeah. thing. Nice. Um, and I'm also totally cool with like if you want to bring your child with you. Um, so there's two people doing it uh, per camera. That's okay as well. I actually cool. encourage that. I think it'd be really cute. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. Yeah.
Yeah. Bring yeah. one one extra child. It has to be your child. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a random child <laughs> from the street. You want to learn how to fix brakes? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's like, it's a big experiment. Um, so far, it seems to be working. People are really happy with the sessions. And I actually really love doing it because I'm seeing people make the change in their own life. And it makes me feel really proud. It's nice to get <laughs> feedback, isn't it? Like when you yes. do a class, when you yes. do a lesson, when you like, you know, being able you to do anything. See do their faces. Yeah. You want to make sure it's landing and it's working. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I'm liking it much better than the one-to-many class webinar things that I did last year. So yeah, that's that's old hat. Yeah. So that's... come come join. Um, the information's on the LBK website, lbk.org.uk. I think forward slash online dash classes. Let me let me just double we'll put check. yeah. I'll put a link below as yeah. well as per usual. Ooh, no, it's definitely longer than that. <laughs> just just yeah, go to the website. Well, just, You'll see yeah, it. just go to the website. Just go to the website. Double, 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 you. Full stop. <laughs> C-O-M. <laughs> I, uh, I still remember a girl at school reciting a website like HTTP colon forwards. And I remember like, what is that? What, like when websites first came out. Yeah, it blew my mind. Like, what? That's a what? It's like another language. Yeah. I mean, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. And now we're like, yeah, yeah. Don't even need that anymore. Nah. <laughs> I did see uh, my friends are doing craft workshops, the Stitcher Bitch, and they're making QR codes. It's the future. So you can cross stitch QR codes, which is pretty oh, cool. That's adorable. <laughs> Do that for your classes, Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel like okay. I've learned a lot. I hope yeah. you've all learned something, friends. Good. Um, look after yourself and look after your bike. Yeah. Maintain your bike and your bike will maintain you. Yes. Thank you. Until Bye. next time. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.